This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon and welcome to Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. This is Deb Austin and it's another fabulous weekend to say hello to Sally Lucas. Sal, where are we going this week? Well, we can't not mention skiing, I don't think, this week, can Mm, we, Deb? Not with the Winter Olympics, which have been amazing. And honestly, for Tora Bright, which was fantastic, and our little um, beautiful ice skater who did so well this week, I mean, you know, she's only 16 and she's up there in that top 20. She is, yes. And that's amazing. So she's into the finals. So I thought, while we've all been watching these wonderful events, I just want to let people know that um, New Zealand is getting in early this year promoting their ski fields. So, which I think it's a great thing to do on top of the Olympics. Why not take, take advantage of it? Mm. And there's really great deals where you can save up to $830 if you get in early. You've got to book by the end of April. And these are some deals with um, a company called Ski Express. So you could just look into that with your travel agent. Mm. But what they're giving you is up to four days free skiing, free equipment, free lessons, free night skiing, free tubing, free accommodation and free car rental. So... Not all of the above, but you can choose, you know, so there's all sorts of things you can choose from there. And also, they're the only company now that provides you with that actual host once you get to the resort. So you've got someone as a backup, yeah, that assists you with anything you might require during your stay. And they also give you what they call an on-mountain coffee and muffin and the the host and pre-ski complimentary is it says hot chocolate etc um so this is taking you down into the remarkables around queenstown way which is absolutely beautiful part of the world as we all know anyhow but i thought well it's worth thinking about i mean the winter will be upon us before we know it we're nearly the end of summer you need to book it now especially it's ideal because if we're watching it over in beautiful canada we're watching everything like that new zealand is stunning and has so much to offer and it's Right next door. It's right next door. Mm. And um, our friends that we met in Vietnam have been sending me ongoing emails from New Zealand and photos. And you just forget how beautiful it is if you haven't been there recently. Mm. They loved Australia, but they've been blown away by New Zealand. They said it was the calming bit at the end of their trip, the beauty of the lakes, the mountains, mm. the scenery. you know. And, and they just sort of fell in love with New Zealand and didn't realise how many landscapes it had to offer, which, of course, it does. And Each island is different, isn't totally, it? Totally, mm. totally different. And skiing down there of course is great and it often is a lot less expensive than in Australia. Well there seems like some terrific bargains with that package so, as well. So yeah mm. hop on the ski slopes soon soon. Swishing, um, swish, swish, swish swish and as I said um, <laughs> end of April for as long as these deals are available but up until the end of April you can take advantage of those offers so something to really think about if you're into your skiing. Great so we're going somewhere warm now? We are and I've just thought we've been talking about things a little bit different which you can do in 2010 some different itineraries etc and Borneo, Brunei, Sabah area is sort of growing in a tourism way and they offer some very different itineraries. I mean a lot of people just fly into Kota Kinabalu and they like to do the orangutan thing with the mm-hmm. orangutan sanctuary there. It's very popular. It is. And you've also got the turtle sanctuary there where you can go to Sepalok as well where you can actually, and virtually turtles hatch there nearly all year round so that's quite an incredible thing to do. But they've also got like overland tours as well which actually take you into Sandakan, you know, the famous war memorial and the, the, the march, the death march that they did across Sandakan of course mm. in, in the war. Mm. Um, and I mean these are sometimes sad things but also for people that might have had 
relatives involved. Oh, very historical. It's historical, mm. and like whether you're going to do the trek in New Guinea or whether you want to go to you know the French Normandy area or Fromelles. But this is just another area, of course, where we were involved. And, of course, it's a very beautiful country as well. And you've got wonderful mountain ranges. And, of course, Mount Kinabalu is, is quite a peak if you want to climb that as well. It's the highest peak over there. So there's lots of interesting itineraries. There's that overland tour. And there's another one that's doing Brunei. And, of course, it's a quite an ancient, tiny little kingdom. And no alcohol, no smoking pristine place, very rich uh, area as well. And they've also got um, the longest-based canopied skywalk where you, it goes for about 480 metres and it's called the Mulu Canopy Skywalk and you're just walking at the top of all the jungle and wandering through these wonderful forested areas. And, of course, the accommodation and everything in Brunei is absolutely beautiful. It's all gold gilt and all wonderful. But mm. they've got terrific national parks, small that it is in there as well, deer caves and wonderful national parks. So if you're thinking of doing something a little different, you might think, yeah, we go to Asia, some shopping and some beaches. But you've got some wonderful historical things you can do and wonderful jungle options you can do as well, as well as staying in one of the longhouses where you have up to sometimes a dozen families living these great big longhouses on stilts and you can have an overnight stay with a family as well. Ah, very interesting. Yes. Really get down to the yes. nitty-gritty of how they live and yes, experience very much life. So. Very much so, and they've lived that way for years. So these are wonderful things you can experience in that area of Malaysia, uh, Borneo, as it's Sabah, Brunei. Just consider that as something to do if you're looking at doing something a little different in your Asian destinations. Mm, it sounds fabulous. We're now going to Thailand. Yes, I thought we'd go to Thailand. We haven't visited there for a while, and, of course, we've well and truly gotten over the tsunami now, of course, and I thought we'd talk about southern Thailand because it really is all all back to normal and you wouldn't know, you know, a tsunami had ever occurred. But it is a beautiful part of Thailand and it's about 862 kilometres south of Bangkok is Phuket. Mm -hmm. And Phuket, with the people know it, is actually an island, right? It's an island. And it's Thailand's largest island as well, which is often dubbed as the Pearl of the Andaman or the Andaman Sea, which it is in. Um, and it's got beautiful natural resources there because you've probably heard of Phang Na Bay or where they filmed that James Bond film, mm. The Man with the Golden Gun, you know? <laughs> All those limestone, you know, pinnacle peaks and things Beautiful. just coming up out of the water, mm. which is like Halong Bay in Vietnam is similar, of course, but, but much bigger. And it's got wonderful forest. You've got wonderful diving. Um, the province covers an area of about 543 square kilometres, and that's excluding the other little islets that are around it. And, of course, you've got plenty of those. There's about 39 other islands around Phuket as well. And some of them, of course, are quite beautiful as well. I mean, one in particular um, you've got is like Krabi, which is another beautiful island. And, again, you're right in the Phang Na Bay area again there, which is quite delightful. And they've now opened up lots of um, boutique villa-style places where you really, if you don't want to be in that hustle-bustle of right in centre Phuket, Karan mm. Beach, you can go a little bit further north to Krabi and so on, and then you can be in these beautiful villas with spas. And I think that's what most of us like to do. Well, I, so. and it's becoming quite popular, mm. isn't it? I mean, in lots of countries, not yes. just Thailand, of course. I mean, Vietnam's evolving, having lots more spa retreats now. I think people, they're, they're catering to the needs and the wants of, of, the, of the public. That, well, that's what they're after. They are, and I think we can only talk about Australia, of course, but we know that people who are working in Australia are working extremely extremely hard mm. and so therefore they're looking for just that peace the extra bit that can that, pe- that can be offered to us so we yeah. can enjoy it and and also take in the beautiful natural 
Well, the beauty is just there. I mean, it's what I call eye blink beauty. You know, yeah. you, you go down and you see how crystal clear the water is and the colours of the sand mm. and your cliffs and you're sort of blinking, thinking, wow, is this real or is it a picture postcard? You know, mm. it's that sort of scenery. It's, it's stunning scenery in Thailand and there's a lot of it to discover. As I said, you don't have to go to just the more touristy parts of, of those areas. There are oh, non-touristy. Horses horses, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And some people want the hustle and the bustle mm. and the shopping and others just want that peace. Um, and also you've only got really two seasons in the year down there. Thailand's funny. There's different seasons for all parts of Thailand. There's no one season that covers the whole of Thailand. It's because it just has different weather patterns. Mm. Um, but basically May to October is the rainy season. Um, hot season November to April. The low season in Phuket's between September, October, and they're the wettest months, of course, and that's why it's low season. Mm. So just always check when you're going. I mean, you may not be able to always fit in with the best time of the year weather-wise. That doesn't mean it's going to rain all the time. No, of but course, you can just go off shoulder, can't you? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, your temperature there is ranges between probably 23, 30, and 33 degrees centigrade on an on an average. But as I said, you've got. And even now, like Koh Samui and so on, mm. like Chiang Mai had its elephants. Well, they've got them down there now. So you can do these elephant safaris. You can go see kayaking through wonderful grottos, you know, round Phang Na Bay where it's these pinnacle peaks and you know, dip your head and duck down as you go into these, opens up into these wonderful grottos. So you've got so much you can do there. I mean, I guess a lot of it is water-based, but, I mean, it doesn't mean you've got to go out and expend all that energy if you don't want to. That's right. But there are wonderful walks for those that want to do it. There's Again, we're talking about jungle walks. There's jungle walks you can do, you know, climbs, not huge climbs, but there's certainly enough for the active person down there. And they even have down there now, they have martial arts classes, these special schools up in the hills mm. in Phuket that are running uh, martial arts classes as well. Do they, ha- do they have cooking classes? Sir? They do, mm. yes. I mean, more predominantly they started in Bangkok, but of course they are running them now in, in Phuket as well, so you can always incorporate that. And also with Phuket, the old days, you had to fly via, via Bangkok to get there. Whereas now, if you don't want to go to Bangkok or you've been there before, you can fly in there, obviously, with, with Jetstar, or you can fly in with Singapore Airlines via Singapore. So you're not feel like you're going north to Bangkok and back down, you know what I mean? It's just a straight-through connection. And yes. that way, you can have a little stop in Singapore as well. I mean, Singapore itself is continually evolving as a wonderful city mm. and a foodie's paradise. A good destination. Singapore, it's a fabulous destination. So clean, so green, so beautiful. So, yeah, look, at Asia, look, it's really on the cards as one of still, I think, Australia's favourite destinations, particularly probably Thailand and Vietnam, those, those two. But as I was mentioning earlier, don't forget that Malaysian group of countries as well with Sabah, Borneo, Brunei and even, you know, Malaya itself. So we've got lots on offer close to our doorstep, which is good because it's not so far to fly. But I was going to ask you, what uh, for those who don't know, what's the time to fly? fly? Yeah, Roughly about nine hours. Okay. So that's not too bad. Mm. And Honolulu is about ten, to give you an idea, in the other direction. So Singapore's about seven. Okay. Um, Still good. Yeah, Hong yeah. Kong's about the same, around about nine, nine and a half. Um, so we've got lots of these Asian countries that are, you know, they're reasonable flying times, I call and It's good just getting on the plane, quick cap, kip, and then, yeah. and then and you're, you're there. Off. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. that's, that's pretty good as well. Yeah. That is Talking Travel this week for our sponsor, Travel World Onking. So have a great weekend. Thank you. And, of course, we'll be back next week after the 1 o'clock news for more great travel ideas right here on 2NURFM 103.7.